My father died many years ago, although some days it seems like it might have only, only been a few weeks ago. And at the time, I tried to be the strong one in my family. And I think I almost pulled it off. Several weeks after the funeral, I returned to our family home by myself. My dad was born in that house and lived there for the 88 years of his life. He and my mom were there for all 45 years of their marriage. He had died the first week of February, and this was several weeks later, the week after Easter. I went in. I remember I pulled back some of the curtains. I opened the windows, walked around, rearranged some things, and I was fine until I sat down in his rocking chair where he sat so often to smoke his pipe and say his rosary. And it was then that I started to cry for a long time. Grief counselors tell us, and I have told those who grieve, that the human emotion of grief is very powerful. It can be delayed, but it cannot be denied. At some point, you have to deal with it. And we know from our own experiences that the more profound our love for someone, the more profound our grief can be when they are absent. It is said that the first kiss we share in love is related to the last tear we share in grief. This love that we know so well helps us to know something of the love of God. How else are we to begin to understand and appreciate and celebrate the mystery of God's love without the experience and appreciation and the joy in the mystery of human love. This is the love of Jesus for Lazarus. The one you love is ill. And it is the love of God in and through Jesus that won't let Lazarus go. But this love that Jesus proclaims is larger than just a personal friendship. As Jesus prays, he says, I say this for the crowd. I say this for all of those who are gathered here, for all of those who hear me, for Mary and Martha, and for us who retell and relive this story as it is proclaimed in our liturgy today. This love of God in and through Jesus 
reaches us. And it is stronger than death. God's love for us doesn't end either with Jesus' death or with our own. Any more than love ends when someone we love dies. Or why do we weep? Often long after that person is dead. The love that causes our grief is the same love that consoles our grieving. Should we then love less so that one day we might grieve less, have less sorrow, less pain? Uh, No. For then we would deny our human need and desire for love and deny the desire that's in the heart of Christ, who calls us into the deepest and truest love of life so that we might continue to know its gift and its grace by loving others and so come to that fulfillment and fullness of life that the Christ promised. This is not always an easy expectation to embrace, but it is the reality of life as we know it and the heart of faith as we profess it. To arrive at that place in our hearts and in our faith is, I think, to know what the mystery of Easter means and to know that there is no brokenness, no anxiety, no grief that the Lord will not free us from and no moment of life that cannot be redeemed by the love of God. The stories of Lent, especially these stories on the third, the fourth, and the fifth Sundays of Lent, have moved us into a sense of that mystery of God and moved us deeper into ourselves. With the Samaritan woman, we thirsted for that honesty, that integrity within ourselves. With the man born blind, we desired to see with the eyes of the heart. And now with Mary and Martha, we want life for everything that matters, for all we love. Now, we are ready for all of the Good Fridays in our life, including the one that unfolds around us in these days. But we also reach out, stretch, grasp firmly all the resurrections that will surely fall. In a few days, we will celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the one whose love makes sense of our life and whose life makes sense of our love, the one whose love 
makes sense of our life and whose life makes sense of our love.